The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Samaritas, the state's largest private foster care and adoption agency. However, Samaritas also provides a number of other services around the state. They are one of the largest refugee resettlement agencies in Michigan. They serve homeless families, persons with disabilities, abused and trafficked women. They also provide market rate and affordable housing for seniors and HUD housing for families and also have skilled nursing, memory care and rehab communities in Grand Rapids, Cadillac and Saginaw. Samaritas, we thank them for their support here at Deadline Detroit. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome to the Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. So glad that you have decided to join me today and hope you had a wonderful weekend. The weather certainly cooperated here in Metro Detroit. Not a bad thing. If you're listening in other places, well, I don't know what the weather was like there, but hopefully, hopefully you had a chance to get outside and enjoy it a little bit. All right, coming up on today's program, uh, there is a lot of noise out there right now over President Trump's tweets yesterday in which he suggested some lawmakers should go back to where they came from. And a lot of reading into what that means. President Trump, of course, doubling down today, trying to suggest that somehow the women that he attacked in this tweet were the ones that were racist because of their comments on Israel. We'll talk a little bit about that. And also, I want to sort of tie this into another discussion that's being had in a number of places. And this is people suggesting that the Democrats need to make sure that they nominate somebody who is moderate enough to beat Donald Trump rather than actually go through policies and discussions about things that they value. I've got some thoughts on how this should be working out right now, especially when Republicans are the ones saying that Democrats need to moderate their position to win over people like them who are dissatisfied with the president. We'll talk about that in just a moment on The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit. The Craig Folly Show is made possible in part by Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. Also, home to Deadline Detroit TV, which includes The Zip, a weekly wrap-up of the week's news with some humor. Deadline Detroit, one-stop shopping for all your news. Hey everyone, thanks again for being here today, and uh, I've got a lot to say, a lot on my mind. I woke up this morning incredibly frustrated. Uh, Yesterday, I actually went to bed frustrated because of of the President of the United States, Um, and I was really upset, frankly, at uh, the tweets that he put out yesterday in which he suggested that people like Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez need to go back where they came from if they don't like the policies or if they don't like the direction of the country. This is one of the oldest and most racist tropes that are out there. This America, love it or leave it kind of nonsense. But going back to where you came from, this is something that is frequently uttered by white supremacists out there. This is not exactly even dog whistle language. This is just a flat out bullhorn that this president is using to send a message to his followers about what he thinks about people that aren't white. I cannot put it any more obviously than that. These aren't racist tinged statements, as some of the media are saying. They're simply racist. As if somehow, somehow, these children of immigrants aren't worthy of being here or they should go back to where they came from sounds a lot like some of the stuff that I used to hear 30, 40 years ago, 50 years ago almost in some instances. They are as American as anybody else. And the fact is, this is a country that was built on immigrants. All of us. Unless, of course, you are part of the First Nations, Native Americans. All of us 
are the children of immigrants. Somebody came to this country seeking a better life. Whether it was legally or illegally doesn't matter. Everybody who came here came here for the same reasons. They wanted to improve their lot in life. This is something that America has been built on, and it is that ideal that we have been working towards for a long time. So for the president to suggest that these people need to go back to where they came from as part of his whole MAGA, Make America Great Again mantra, well, no, Make America White Again. It should be MAWA. Let's be honest with what he is talking about here. And then for him to try to turn it today and suggest that, well, they're anti-Israel, so therefore they're the ones that need to apologize. I'm sorry, Mr. President. It doesn't work that way. You're the one. You're the one that talks about shithole countries. You're the one that talks about getting immigrants from the good countries. The fact is, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez was born in the Bronx. Rashida Tlaib was born right here in this country. They are duly elected representatives in Congress. Whether you like them or not, you do not have the right to tell them that they belong somewhere else. If that's the case, your father, who you claim was born in Germany, you're only one generation removed, right? Then you're in the same thing. Why don't you go back to Germany? Nobody's asking you to do that. You're only asking people who are from countries where people aren't white to go back there. Latinos. Muslims, people from the Middle East, people from Africa. You have suggested this before. This isn't a slip of the tongue. You weren't telling them to go back to their districts and fix their districts. You said exactly what you meant, and it's the stuff that your white supremacist supporters wanted to hear. And I didn't say that every Trump supporter is a white supremacist, but the fact is you cannot ignore this stuff any longer if you're a Trump supporter. It's just out in the open now. It's just out there. And if you can't see it, well, you're either not trying very hard or you're willfully covering your eyes and your ears. Because we now know exactly where this guy stands. We've always known where he stands. We've always known what he's about. We've always known that he is not a good person. Nobody wanted to admit it for a long time because, well, he was going to get us some Supreme Court justices and maybe give us a tax break. Is it worth it? Was that worth it to you? Maybe it was. Mitch McConnell has certainly signaled that that's all he cared about was getting those justices in there. Paul Ryan, in his memoir that was just put out the other day, was talking about this, suggesting that he realized that he had to just sort of get along and figure out a way so he could get his agenda through. And I'll have to deal with this guy, even after saying on the campaign trail, that this man was unfit to be the president of the United States. So I find it slightly ironic and slightly insulting that we now have a bunch of these Republicans who don't like Donald Trump suggesting that it's up to the Democrats to clean up their mess in some capacity. I've seen a number of columns from both conservatives and liberals, whether it's Nolan Finley at the Detroit News or Maureen Dowd at the New York Times or E.J. Dion at the Post, all suggesting that the Democrats better run to the middle so they can get somebody that the Republicans can support for president. I think that is foolhardy. And I'm not suggesting that it might not work in a short-term strategy, but that's not the way it's supposed to work. Hey, Republicans, it's your fault this guy is up there. It's your fault that he's the president of the United States. And if he's embarrassing you, well, guess what? You're getting exactly what you deserve because you allowed the camel's nose under the tent. You let this 
element of the party in. You let this nativist, racist stuff in. Under the guise of make America great again, some of us knew what you were talking about all along. And so many of you were willing to overlook it because you saw short-term gain without thinking about the long-term repercussions of this. And now, now you're coming to the Democrats saying, well, you better put somebody in there we like so we can vote against Donald Trump. You know what? If you had any guts, if any of you, if any of you in Congress had the balls to do this right, you would run somebody else against this guy in the primary because he is not deserving of being in the office and he certainly is not deserving of being the standard bearer for the GOP. I realize the GOP is no longer the party of Lincoln, and when you claim that mantle and you have this guy in the office, it's a lie. You lost the right to use that mantle a long time ago. From people, very good people on both sides, to now this nonsense, this is your guy. You allowed him in, you allowed it to happen. Yes, a few people bravely stood up and said we'll be never Trumpers, but a bunch of them are going back on this, you know, this letter that they put out saying that anybody but Donald Trump should be the standard bearer for the Republican Party. I recognize that when you say, well, this isn't the Republican Party anymore, it's the Trump Party. Well, who made that happen? And so now the Democrats are supposed to kowtow to what you want so that you would be willing to vote for somebody other than Donald Trump? I don't think that's the way it's supposed to work. The Democrats have 20-plus candidates in this race right now. They are going through a whole laundry list of different policies and having discussions about what's going to work and what's not going to work and what vision they have for what this country is supposed to look like. And that's exactly what they're supposed to be doing right now. Throwing ideas out there, seeing what catches on with the public, trying to connect with voters that they know are going to show up at the primary and support them. That's what they're supposed to be doing right now. You run to the middle in the general election, but right now it is getting close to primary time. And the Democrats are trying to figure out what platform they want to run on this time around. And I'm sorry, I understand the importance of beating Donald Trump. Nobody would like to see this guy gone as much as I would. Well, that's not true. There are a lot of people that like to see him gone more than I would, but I'm right up there. Because I don't think he deserves to be the president of the United States. I don't think he's worthy of the office. I have my reasons, and I've had arguments with people about this time and time again. My mind's not going to change on that. I just think he's unfit. He's not the type of person I want representing this country. And I know there's a whole lot of Republicans out there that tell me time and time again, well, I don't like the guy. I think he's a jerk. I don't think he's a great president, but he's better than Hillary Clinton was. Well, maybe, but she's not on the, she's not on the ticket this time around. She's not running. So that one can go away. There's a lot of people out there I know are reconsidering whether or not they would make the same choice again when it comes to pulling the lever for Donald Trump. But do not sit there and suggest that it's up to the Democrats to run some alternative that's going to make you happy. It doesn't work that way. It is not their job to clean up the mess that you, Republicans, created here. You created this mess. You allowed this to happen. You and you alone. Now, I want to go back to 2012 for just a second. The night that Mitt Romney sewed up the nomination for the Republican Party, I went to work the next day. And I was talking to my friend Pat Batchelor, who was the morning anchor. I got there early, and I was talking to him in the studio. And I talked to him, and I said, Pat, you know what? I actually feel pretty good this morning. 
And he said, why? I said, because no matter who wins the presidency, whether it's Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, I know that the country's not going to hell in a handbasket. Now, I wasn't a huge supporter of Mitt Romney by any stretch, but he did strike me as being a somewhat thoughtful man who he may have disagreed with on policy, but I never thought that he was going to be somebody that misrepresented the country or that brought out the worst in this country. I thought he was somebody that genuinely cared, and while we had fundamental policy disagreements, I thought he was an honorable guy. And he has been speaking out a little bit against President Trump in recent months and, of course, incurring the wrath of President Trump. But at least he's been out there criticizing this man when he does something stupid. And it happens all the time. These comments this weekend were stupid. They were racist. They were ignorant. And they were wrong. The Republican Party is silent. So they allow the columnists to go out there and sit there and suggest the Democrats need to do something to bend towards these voters so that maybe we can vote Donald Trump out of office. I get that sentiment, but not at the expense of not having a robust debate about some of the progressive policies that the Democrats are pushing, whether it's Medicare for all, whether it's reparations, all of these things need to be discussed and they will be throughout this campaign. And then the voters will decide whether or not they want to keep up with this thing. But it is not on the Democrats to do the bidding of the Republicans. If you can't get your own house in order, don't expect the Democrats to come over there and lend you a helping hand. They're not going to do it, and they shouldn't do it. They have important things to put out in front of people right now. And the voters will either agree with them or disagree with them. They may say they're going too far to the left, or they may not think they're going far left enough. That's the big robust debate that is happening within the Democratic Party right now. And that's exactly the kind of debate that should be going on at this stage. The Republicans are having a much more quiet debate. It's all behind closed doors and hush-hush. But nobody's got the guts to actually come out and say what needs to be said. It's time to replace this guy. Because the damage that they are doing to themselves by staying silent is something that is going to have long-lasting ramifications. Go back to where you came from? Really? You're going to allow your standard bearer to say stuff like this? And then listen to him twist in the wind trying to sit there and turn it around on the squad and suggest that it's them that are the racists? I'm sorry, Mr. President, your track record speaks volumes here. And while I don't necessarily agree with uh, uh, some of the positions I've heard about Israel, I still didn't think that they were racist. Israel does have some things to answer for when it comes to their policy in regards to the Palestinian population. I know it's complicated. It's been complicated for a long time. My entire life, this is something that has been discussed, trying to navigate this territory. But it is not as black and white as you would suggest it is. But the one thing that is becoming increasingly black and white is where you stand, President Trump, and who you care about and who you think you're working for. Because the America that I live in is one that is welcoming to people of all cultures, of all nations, that want to come here to build a better life. That doesn't mean open borders. That doesn't mean that there are no rules. That's not what anybody is suggesting here. But I'm not going to elevate one group of people based on the skin color or their culture over another.
Republicans, if you want a guy who's going to sit there and sow this divide and continue, continue widening that gulf between us, that chasm that exists right now, stay silent. Keep doing what you're doing, which is absolutely nothing to fix the problem. Instead of counting on the Democrats to fix your mess, get your butts in there with a couple of mops and start getting rid of the crap. You did this. And if you're not happy, it's on you. Don't expect the Democrats to sit around and just sit there and go, okay, now we're going to pivot to the middle. They're actually having fundamental policy discussions about things that matter to a lot of different people. And there are different ways to address some of these problems. And I understand that you want a candidate who's palatable. And if the Democrats go too far to the left, you won't be able to support them. I get that. But you know what? If that's the case and you don't want to vote for a Democrat, then put somebody in office that you can be proud of. Put somebody up for the nomination that you can sit there and say, you know what, this is an honorable person. He's going to represent my ideals much better than this guy. And maybe, just maybe, we'll be proud to have a standard bearer that has the R next to his name. But instead, you've got some populist, xenophobic cretin at the top of your party and you allowed him to take control. And your fear of repercussion or backlash is preventing you from doing what you need to do. And what you need to do is grow a spine and fix your own house before you call on another house to come to your aid. I've seen enough. And if you haven't seen enough, or you have, but you're not willing to do anything about it, well, that's on you. Look in the mirror. What are you going to do today? What are you going to do to make that situation better? If you're in Congress, you need to let your constituents know that you care about all of them, regardless of where they come from or how they got here or how many generations they've been here. You should get out there and say, I disagree. America was built on the backs of immigrants. America was built as a place where all people would be welcome. Bring us your poor, your tired, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Those words are on the Statue of Liberty for a reason, because they talk about the ideals that America is supposed to be about. And as soon as we turn our backs on that, then we are no longer the America that I was taught was supposed to be. Republicans, you want to reclaim the mantle of Ronald Reagan? Just go back and listen to his speech about the shining city on the hill. That vision of a place where there's opportunity for everyone, regardless. If you really, really believe that, and you always talk about you know, personal responsibility and pulling yourselves up by the bootstraps and everybody can make it in this country if they just work hard enough. If you really, really believe that, then you need to stand up to this guy. Am I outraged about what he said? Absolutely. Am I surprised? No, not in the slightest. Because I've been saying this all along. This is not a good guy. And unless we as a nation stand up against it and recognize that this kind of language and this type of behavior is erratic and not normal and wrong, especially from somebody who claims to be the president of the United States, well, then we've got a problem. Democrats, keep talking about what you're supposed to be talking about, and that is having that, again, robust discussion on the issues and trying to come up with solutions for some of our biggest problems in this country. That's what you should be doing right now. 
And I understand that people are worried that Donald Trump might win re-election. But if your ideas aren't good enough, voters aren't going to support them. But if they are good enough and they're thought out, guess what? They might just come along for the ride. But don't sell out your principles for this one-time victory over Donald Trump. The worst thing that could happen is he's stuck in the office for another four years. I get that. And I know that that's something that strikes fear in the hearts of many, many people. But you've got scruples. You've got principles. Stick to them. The people like your ideas, great. They're going to settle on one of these candidates at some point. And then we'll see what that discussion turns into. But we've got all the Democrats coming to Detroit here in just a few days. And they're all going to be talking about issues that matter. And if any of them seem like they're basically running to the center already, well, you know, maybe people will get behind them, maybe they won't. But unless we actually have these robust discussions about the issues, not based in fear, but based on whether or not it's good public policy and whether or not it's workable, then people are going to see through that. They're not going to think that it's an honest discussion about what's going on, and they will reject your candidate. Just be honest about it. Talk about what you believe in. And if you believe in something firmly enough, convince others that it's the right way to go. People are going to appreciate that honesty. To be honest with you, I think that's why Donald Trump won, because there's a whole lot of people out there that like the fact that he was talking about this kind of stuff. I don't want them to win. That's not the America that I signed up for. Is it yours? I don't think it is. And I really, really hope that you come to realize that before it's too late. Because hitching your wagon to this star is a bad idea. Now it's careening out of control and you don't know what to do to stop it. And so you're looking for anybody to put on the brakes, even the Democrats. How's that feel? Thank you, everyone, for listening to me today. I certainly do appreciate it. A big thanks to Deadline Detroit for giving me a platform in which to put this each and every day and to get in front of their audience. I certainly do appreciate that. And don't forget, if you want to contact me, you want to tell me that I'm full of it, or you want to tell me that you like what I'm saying or somewhere in between, shoot me an email. Show at gmail.com is an easy way to reach me. I see all those. And, of course, you can reach out to me on social media as well. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Instagram. We're there in all of those different places, and I do check them, and uh, I will get your messages that way. I certainly do appreciate hearing from all of you. And again, thanks to all of you for checking out the program. If you like it, let your friends know that we're here, that we're doing this each and every weekday here at Deadline Detroit. Uh, it means a lot. The numbers are going in the right direction, and it's allowing me to keep doing this, which is, which is the great part about it because I really am not that good at anything else. Sometimes I'm not even that good at this, but I like to think that I have some, something to offer. Thanks for listening today. Check us out all week. We'll have great content coming up, some interviews going on this week, and uh, we're going to continue to look at all of those issues that actually matter to us from day to day. So have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. The Craig Folly Show on Deadline Detroit is made possible in part by Mad Dog Professional Services. Mad Dog Professional Services focuses on putting their clients on the leading edge of technology faster than thought possible to capture new revenue streams. That's Mad Dog Professional Services.